what can I get you, mister? The Great Voltar demands one fudgy, yummy fudge bar. Sorry, sold out again. Everyone loves fudgy, yummy fudge bars. <laughs> Pour a bowl of cereal and turn on the TV. I'm watching my cartoons, please don't bother me. I could grow up tomorrow, pay the bills and be responsible. But today it just doesn't feel possible. Let's talk about life and death and everything between. Things that keep you on the night and idiosyncrasy. Public matter etiquette and matches we can't see. Girls need to know where the nature of reality. Let's talk about life and death and everything between. Breakfast foods and bad times, the cartoons on the TV. Breakfast foods and bad times, cartoons on the TV. got a face full of dragon. <laughs> he just runs around the corner holding a dragon and stuff like, what? <laughs> I wasn't doing anything. I just, I noticed you were setting up the microphone, so I thought I'd grab my favorite squeaky toy and bring it in here. Uh, so we're finally did you, rolling. Did you figure it out? Okay. Figure what out? I was what trying was to make, on? I was trying to make my phone be as quiet as possible because I know I'm going to need it during this episode. And I can't remove the typing sounds, but I got everything else. So. You can't remove the typing well, sounds? Well, I don't... If I spent more time on it, but this is as much time as I'm going to spend on Can it. Can I just tell you that I find the typing sounds on touchscreen phones to be loathsome. I like it. It's so unnecessary. It's irritating. There was a guy in the bathroom at work the other day. I don't know if he worked there or if he was a customer there. In the toilet... And, you know, I'm in there to pee, and I hear... That's the speed he types at? Is that... That's pretty slow. Oh. One of our lights just literally just went out when you said that. No, it does it sometimes. Oh, you're gonna... Oh, look at that. So many lights in Flannel Cakes HQ are fixed by smacking them hard. Yeah. Uh, None of them really work correctly right now. Um, we have so, 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 so many things. How old do you think the wiring is in this house? Like, a hundred years old? Well, the house isn't a hundred years old. Are it's sure? 92 years old. But they used the existing wiring from the older house. Uh, 93 one. years old. Okay. So the wiring is probably 93 years old. I mean, it's possible. Thomas Edison installed <laughs> our electric. <laughs> um, we have so many things to get to this week. Where would you like to go first? Hmm. Cartoon, cereal, Chicago. This this long list I have: Cadillacs and dinosaurs. This, oh, all right. <laughs> Let's open up with Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Okay, so I've completed we've the whole series. Yeah, we've watched the whole. I, thing. I finished it ahead of you, and I was like, "Man, you gotta, you gotta get on this." The last three were just like nail biters, killer, killer, yep. killer, right in a row harrowing as you've said many times there's an episode near the end where there is a river of lava racing towards town yeah and a android from hundreds of years in the past which was actually like a hundred years in our current future yeah an android uses his laser wrist rocket to blow up a bottom pillar of a building so that it can fall in the way of the lava but it doesn't go fast enough, so Jack Tenrack drives his Cadillac at full speed into a support beam of the building, knocking it over and stopping the lava flow at the last possible second. Yeah. If that's not your definition of harrowing, 
Uh, I mean, there was like, what? what if he's doing something weird? Uh, the the Cadillac racing, the high stakes drama. Yeah, that was put in here. That's one thing I came to realize from watching the whole show is that the things that happen matter in that world. It's not like they're just fucking around, like, oh, look, we have dinosaurs and cars and babes. Like, there are serious stakes to everything that's happening. There are ecological disasters on the horizon. There there were a lot of, like, instances of shady political maneuvering. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's a whole episode that takes place about a trial where someone is wrongly accused. Oh, that's not even the one that I was thinking of. Yeah, well, there's an episode where Jack is on trial yeah. for, uh, like, destroying government property and, or something. And because everyone in that system was sort of against him as a rule, they just denied any evidence contrary. It had to be proven, like, beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Um... I was thinking of the episode where they created some sort of underwater electrical fence to keep out the large water-dwelling dinosaurs from coming into the sunken ruins of New York. And Hannah comes up with this great plan because she knows that these pterosaurs will, like, alert them when they're coming. So she gets them to roost in one of the buildings in... What's the city called? The City in the Sea? It's the City in the Sea. Which is New York. Uh, And the high-ranking politician... I can't even think of her Wilhelmina Scharnhorst. Scharnhorst. Governor Wilhelmina Scharnhorst. They have sort of like a weird council government. Like... It is there's, a council of governors. There's not like a president, per se, or like a mayor, or like one figure ahead of everyone. It's all done by like committee. It's a council of governors, which is probably the only thing that saves. You would think the it'd city be a, in the sea. a council of mayors because it's the city in the sea. <laughs> well, all these weird, loose, like tribal territories aren't. Yeah. Really... Yeah. Anyway, uh, so the plan works. But Scharnhorst hates it. And then when it saves everyone, she's like, yes, of course, this was my idea. And it yeah. was great. And I was like, man, this was clearly made by adults who have feelings about politics. Much like many shows from this time period, there's one word in this world that is like the go-to curse word for when mm-hmm. something goes wrong. Yeah. And it's Quahoon. And I can't wait to start using Quahoon well, in my everyday Quahoon life. Quahoon isn't just like, it's not a curse word. It's like a... It's an exclamation. It's That's like, golly gee. Well, the, the English term for what that type of word is is an exclamation, yeah. something you shout in exclamatory. So I'm familiar with English. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You do have a degree and I don't. Um, but yeah, whenever Jack is either shocked by something or pissed about something, he says Quahoon. Yeah, it, it's usually his like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a quote that I wrote from the show. Oh, <laughs> It's from the Atomus episode. Atomus okay. is the uh, android who was created 100 years approximately before, after our time, so in the right. 2100s. But he is put into cryogenic freeze for about 500 Why years. Why do you have to freeze an android? Well, let's say he was put to sleep. A, a suspended state, yeah. Yeah, for like 500 someone, years. Someone held down the power button to put him in sleep mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So they, uh, he's... They jiggle the mouse and he comes back to life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jack and Hannah find him 500 years in the future. And so even though he's an advanced technology for us, he's old technology to Jack and Hannah. Anyway, they, at the end of the episode, for pretty much no reason at all, Jack and Hannah decide they need to put him back to sleep. Yeah. I'm not going to get into why because it makes no sense. Anyway, right before they he do... He gets on his knees. They tell him all about the bunny farm they're going to have. <laughs> Uh, right before they do, Hannah goes, wait, mm. I can't have you go back without asking you, what was it like back then? What was the world like? Yeah. And it goes up to a real tight close-up of his face, and mm-hmm. you see a glimmer in his eye of people's faces. Yeah. And he says this quote, the world was filled with people, foolish, brave, selfish, loving, all hoping for a better tomorrow. What I noticed about that scene is if you watch... There's, like, a montage of people's faces glimmering in his eye. One of them is Donald Trump. Every single one of them was Hispanic. They were all, like... <laughs> like. Well, they were all brown. They were all brown people. Okay. And, you know, it's been said that by the year 2030, I think, yeah. that Hispanics will be the number one... Uh, they will be the majority in America. Or this Cadillacs and Dinosaurs confirms that the wall never gets built... <laughs> and then all of Mexico and America just emerges into one giant continent. Yeah, but if anything, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs makes an argument for the wall because you need that wall to keep dinosaurs out. Apparently I didn't do that great of a um, job silencing yeah, my phone. A pretty terrible job. <laughs> uh, man, that, that quote is something there. Yeah, it was it was very cool. I well, liked it. If it were not for like racial divisions and... Segregation. Not. I don't mean like Jim Crow segregation, but just natural <laughs> segregation that happens. Like people ex- exist on different land masses and are separated by geographical boundaries. But like, if people were to stop being racist, essentially, eventually we would all be roughly the same color. Like, well, I mean, that people have said that like hundreds of years in the future, everyone will be like that. That smooth caramel color. I think it would take but, more than hundreds, but I mean, not that. Honestly, if everyone just came together in like two generations, <laughs> but um, because there are people who, uh, you know, I don't think we should go for smooth caramel. I want, I want gray people. I think we should all just be gray. Let's just keep oh, mixing you it up. Bring up the grays, huh? You want to bring up the grays? I don't get it. Well, I mean, they're controlling our society from the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, really, we're already living the way the Greys want. Yes, we are. Anyway, yeah. all of this is to say no. Cadillacs and Dinosaurs is <laughs> great, and you should watch now, it. Now, I have to give a warning to people, because Cadillacs and Dinosaurs is amazing, and I loved it. Every episode except for one was great. I remember there was one. I couldn't even tell you the plot of it. I was just like, eh, that was all right. But... It doesn't have a satisfying ending. Like, they didn't have a series finale. They just stopped making that show. That was a little bit disappointing. It's not a series finale, but I would still say it wraps up well, because both of the last two episodes have a really good... You know, there's an ecological disaster, Jack saves the day, and as we know... Mm-hmm. The, the the two that we saw on YouTube for the end are not actually the order they aired in. Right. Either one of them could have been the finale... You know, and I don't know what order you watched them in, but I think it wraps yeah. up just fine. I think it's worth your time to watch it, everybody. Yeah, it's still a good show. And it makes me... I'm actually kind of curious to read the comics, but I know there's probably so much material there that I 
Did you notice that on Jack's favorite Cadillac, the license plate says Xenozoic? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Which he also totals in one of the last episodes. He totals so many Cadillacs throughout the course (laughs) of the show. Uh, One thing that I did enjoy about some of the later episodes was we got some explanation for how things are done. Like, how Jack maintains his cars, where he gets his supplies, and they never explain why dinosaurs. Or two moons. (laughs) Why dinosaurs? Who knows? I have a two moon theory. We got some complaints about the two moons in this show. Okay. I have a theory... That during the seismic upheaval, which we know buried a lot of what would be our modern civilization. Underwater. Right. Not just underwater, but was buried in like landslides and under mountains and in rock. Oh, okay. Uh, perhaps that was caused by like an asteroid hit. Uh, and a lot of people speculate that our moon was actually created when two objects collided creating the earth and that little chunk kind of got thrown out and then got caught in the gravitational pull of the earth um or it could be maybe there were several asteroids impacting earth and one just got caught in the the gravitational pull and now orbits with the moon or it could be a piece of the moon that was struck off by an asteroid. That second one that you said, that I mean, I'm not an astrophysicist, but that seems like a thing that could just happen at any time. Because there are well, so many asteroids orbiting the Earth all the time. Well, they're fairly small ones. There's right. We have a lot of like micro meteors. Well, I saw around. I saw Neil deGrasse Tyson one time point out that every day there are so many asteroids that pass yeah. just right by Earth, and if they hit Earth, they would not like it. Would not be like a dinosaur killing one, yeah. But it would definitely fuck some shit up. Well, there's been comets and stuff explode in our atmosphere in the recent past. Like there was the huge flash over Russia a couple of years ago, where a comet streaked in and it was big enough to cause a major disturbance, but. It all broke up pretty much before it hit the ground. So it just streaked through the sky and exploded, and there was like a sonic boom from it. Well, I would love... See, here's the thing. I've been kind of... Since watching all of Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, I've been kind of fantasy booking the podcast. Sorry to use a wrestling (laughs) term. And I've decided that in a crazy fantasy world where this podcast blew up and we were able to somehow get Mm -hmm. Neil deGrasse Tyson or Bill Nye on the show, (laughs) I wouldn't want to talk to them about... Whatever. I would want to just be like, look, here's some cartoons we've watched. Can you please explain? Like, you know, suspend your disbelief and explain how could we possibly get to the world of Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Where we have two moons. And, and... uh, We're already headed to sinking a lot of land. And how could dinosaurs come back in only 500 years, right? Like, I think the Jurassic Park theory is the most sound. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. Listen to that episode to hear Jack's theory on that. Also... Cowboys of Mumesa. Like, could it happen? I, we, like, like, we you just mean, set up the world. Could a Calmet hit the Earth? And Calmetize like, everything. How many Calmets pass by Earth? Are we, we're not worried about comets or asteroids. We just need to know how many Calmets we're in danger of every day. I know that Neil deGrasse Tyson is good at playing along sometimes. I just want to be like, look, I know this won't happen. Just tell me, is there any way that it could possibly happen? I think... I'm, I'm going to play Neil here. I'm going to give you my answer. Okay. I think that it is possible that in alternate circumstances, 
other species could become the dominant species on the planet and could evolve uh, a higher intelligence, self-awareness, and develop technology. We already see animals doing that, to a degree. And mostly apes, uh, but there's other examples. Crows. You're talking about and cowboys bees. and mace yeah. right now. Okay. So, if you created an ecosystem that was most advantageous to them and allowed enough time, eventually you could possibly get like an alternate evolutionary tree where things have gone a different way. But I don't think there's any circumstances in which a comet strikes and instantaneously all... Well, not all, but like half of the animals all become anthropomorphic and have the ability to walk upright. They have fingers. They have technology. Localized to this one mesa. And and we don't know when Cowboys and Mo Mesa takes place. Well, we do know that there are some islands and like little archipelagos and stuff that have very unique species because they've been separated yes. from others for so long that the speciation is so specific. Like the little little bitty like pygmy mammoths that existed on like tiny islands and stuff. Dr. Tyson, that was a wonderful yeah. answer. Thank you for providing it. He says and stuff probably a lot less. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's... If you haven't listened to our Cadillacs and Dinosaurs episode yet... Do you think Neil deGrasse Tyson will ever run for president of the United States? I bet he has no interest in politics. I bet he's taking an interest now. I bet he would be very interested in being appointed to a position where he could enact some sort of ecological change, that but not like president, not like senator. I could see... I, I could see him as senator. He's actually been one of the people who's speaking up right now about getting scientists involved in politics because we have everyone in politics right now is like a lawyer, a lobbyist, or a businessman as far as their degrees and professions before they enter politics. And that's why our policy regarding science is so fucked. Like, be it medical stuff and and healthcare, the EPA taking care of the planet as a whole, like, restrictions... (laughs) Speaking as someone who's listened to him on multiple podcasts, I think he's a guy who wants to change the world through the ways that he knows, and the ways that he knows are through pop culture and media. He knows that going on podcasts and TV shows and things like that, and and taking the things that we love in nerd culture and spinning them in a way to relate these astrophysical tech, these things, you know, it... And stuff. I really lost my. I really <laughs> yeah, lost it there at the end. The Just okay. it was bad. Like uh, a Cadillac down a ravine full of lava. <laughs> um, I, I think Neil deGrasse Tyson is just smart enough that he wants to stay out of like politically divisive conversation because he doesn't want to get pigeonholed as uh, a liberal or a Republican. Like I think he just wants to be a scientist who focuses on the facts but I think if it came down to it and he had the opportunity to use his knowledge to like improve the world in some way be that through politics or like an appointed position I think he might do it do you think he would do our show no Okay, I it. think we could ask did you hear about this uh, this moth named after Trump no they, there was this new species of moth recently discovered. Oh. And uh, 
it has like a large bulbous thing on its head that kind of looks like his hair yeah and so they named it after him and it was funny that after when will it go extinct (laughs) it was funny that after discovering that this moth kind of looked like him and giving it this name uh shortly after they discovered that compared to the other moths like within its close family the moths Mm -hmm. that are closely related to it Compared to them, it has significantly smaller genitalia than all of the other moths that are like it. Look, it's been documented <laughs> that my hands, as are other parts of my body, are... isn't it fucked up that we had someone on the campaign trail allude specifically to the size of his cock? Like, what was that? He said, "My hands are, as it's been documented, are very large." Or my hands are very large, as are other parts of my body. It has been documented. So when so you say that saying, someone alluded to it, you mean it was him? Yeah. Oh. That the the presidential candidate, now president, uh-huh. said on microphone in a public arena, it's well known that I have a large penis. Like, <laughs> in well, so many words. Okay, so... Obviously- Can we talk about the hand Photoshop? Obviously, we're going to get to Trump this week. It's just going to happen. I have this list of stuff in front of me, and so much of it is Trump-related. So let's just let's, get going Let's talk on about this. the hands. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't... This is a great story. I hope that this is very true. I'm worried that a lot of these things we're going to bring up, everyone already saw and they're sick of hearing of. Yeah. Or maybe people didn't hear some of these things, and that'd be great. The hand thing seems like it hasn't been... It hasn't been a news story. It seems like it's been passed around on the internet. Well, it is just a theory. No one actually knows. But Mm -hmm. uh, this blogger and comedian uh, found this photo from Getty Images of Trump meeting with some dignitary and, like, sort of patting the guy on the back. And this is supposed to be... It was Obama, I think. No, it was just an old black guy. Um, It is on Getty Images. Allegedly, it is the original undoctored photo. Right, and then there's a photo, the same photo that the White House released. The color is enhanced, it's made to look a lot better. But when you put the pictures over the top of one another, it appears that someone photoshopped Trump's hand on the guy's back to look bigger. In the official White House release. Right, so there's no proof, but there is reason to believe that maybe... And and also, the story fits. It seems like a thing he would do. This is the guy... Absolutely. Especially because he's been called out about the hand thing. Well, we could name so many examples, but this is the guy who uh, cuts EPA funding and then tells the EPA they can't tweet about it. And then also goes, I'm a huge environmentalist. Nobody loves the environment more <laughs> than me. Um, well, okay. What was the thing that you just mentioned? Someone he had beef with? Oh, you mentioned the dick, his, the thing about his dick. Yeah. Okay, so what I want to get to right away, and we can go anywhere with this Trump mm-hmm. thing, but what I want to get to is how we all knew it was going to be a circus, right? I think we had a pretty good idea. What I didn't know was that it was going to be literally almost daily. It's like, here's the person he hates today, and here's the stupid, pointless thing he's going after today, and we're all just going to watch as the man in charge is having petty beef with something that no one fucking cares about. That's not even close to the worst of it. <laughs> you know that... The, his petty beef is the worst of it, you're right. Or the, not the worst of it, sorry. The, yeah. His... Donald Trump's small beef is not... His, the size of this meat is not important. 
huge. It's huge. <laughs> and like, and so, okay. <clears throat> I work at a television news station. Sometimes we do stupid fluff stories on things that I would laugh at. Yeah. We did this one story that I'm day by day finding less and less stupid. There's a, a a condition you can develop. It's called digital depression. And it's when you spend so much time reading negative stuff on social media that yeah. it makes you develop severe depression. Yeah. And I'm at a point now where I'm being weighed down by all this bullshit that I'm reading on all my circles of social media <laughs> to where all I want to do is go in my room and, like, get under the covers and draw the curtains closed and just shut the... I don't want to live here on last, this planet anymore. Last night anymore. there was a party in this house, and I spent the night in my room by myself, more or less. Not because I hate the people who are here or anything. They're all great people. It was just, like, there's just too much right now, and I'm not feeling in a party kind of place. It was loud and noisy, and normally I would be like, yay, let's have fun, and this, I was just like, I'm just feeling worn down. The thing, the the problem that I've been having is what you're saying is completely true, and I've been reading all this stuff, and it has been weighing on my mind, but the problem is, what the fuck else do you, do you just block it out? Do you get off social media, turn off the news, quit reading the paper, and then... A month from now, you see the flash, and you go, "Oh man, the flash!" I should have been the fuck. We I are should have been paying attention. Did you see they move the doomsday clock ahead? Yeah, it's like twelve seconds to midnight now. <laughs> um, it's two and a half minutes to midnight, but I feel like we haven't seen the last movement in this clock. I I've said it on record before. Mm. I only have a Facebook because I have a podcast. So, yeah, I would shut it all out. Can I can I bring up something interesting? You've you've said two things since like the election cycle that I thought were very interesting because you're always you're 100% anti-politics. You don't want to talk about it, you don't want to think about it, you don't I don't want vote. people to know my opinion. And and you don't vote. I don't vote. I'll, I, this, I'm saying it on record yeah. now. I will never make that mistake again for the rest of my life. See, and if I have children someday and they don't want to vote, I will tell them what happened in my lifetime. I'll say, you didn't live through this hey, shit, hey, but I did. There's not going to be any children. Don't worry. <laughs> not just for you, but for anyone. Okay. Um, so, that's one one of the things. is We were talking, when he won, you said... I wish I had voted in the primary. And I was like, whoa, 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 this guy wishes he voted? And I was really shocked because you're always very adamantly anti-politics. And then a couple of nights ago, you you said to me when we were on our way to the roller derby bout, which was awesome. I'll put that uh, on the list. Naptown Roller Girls forever. <laughs> well, Naptown Roller list. Derby forever now. I'm putting it on the list. Uh, but you said... Maybe years from now, I'll look back and I'll actually be thankful for Trump because he made me take an interest in politics. And that was even more surprising for me to hear. I really mean it. I know I'm a person who doesn't believe in politics, but I really mean everything he's doing has me so upset and so scared. And I'm, I'm, well, I really, I really don't like it. That's really the, the whole point of politics is... It gets, to scare you? No, it, gets, <laughs> it gets made so much into this, like divisive like what team are you on kind of thing and but what it comes down to is you have to take an interest in it because 
it could at any time take a turn to have an effect on your daily life or the lives of, in in this case, the world. Like, every person on the world is now in greater danger, I, I mean, in my opinion. I don't disagree with what you just said. I, I realize that there are a lot of people who feel, I, let, let's say, about 30 to 40% of American voters most of them that don't leave the house a whole lot believe that we have been made safer with this most recent uh, executive order which bans people from Muslim countries mm-hmm. from entering the United States from some Muslim countries um, and they think that we are safer as a result of that however it seems that the world at large is much much closer to a global war China is threatening war. UK, who's been our greatest ally, mm. is discussing not allowing Trump into the country for an upcoming meeting. Uh, the United States is going to be pulling out of all kinds of climate agreements and potentially it seems like Trump is not a big fan of the Geneva Convention, which is designed to prevent atrocities and war crimes. Uh, he's talking about reviving the nuclear arms. It's just, it's fucking scary. Like, aside from the joke, I'm having this problem where everything he does is so easily made fun of, and we can so easily joke about it, and it's easy to throw it around on social media, and it is funny, but it's not funny. Like, I feel like at a certain point you have to be like, no more jokes, I'm ready to hit the streets. Yeah. But I'm so proud, like, that so many people, not just in America, but in the entire world... Like, I'm starting throwing down the gauntlet and saying, we're not going to just take this. Like, I, I know that there's such a thing as an echo chamber, and I know that my Facebook and Reddit feeds are specifically tailored to the things that I'm interested yeah, in. And but I'm starting to wonder who does like him. There's so many people doing good mm-hmm. things to try to change the way that things are. And I'm like, who? You know what I mean? Who is in favor of what he's doing? Donald Trump might be the great uniter of our time. He might be the person who unites everyone in hatred against this one man. Uh, Okay. Let's talk about Sean Spicer. (laughs) Sean Spicer, the new White House press secretary. Or I call him the new secretary of press shaming. Listen, Uh, listen. There are so many times leading He's up a to the There's so many times leading up to the 2016 election when we were throwing out things we would say about Trump and there were so many times that I would be worried that we wouldn't cite our source or we would get something wrong and we would get into trouble for saying something mm-hmm. and then this guy came in and it's like it doesn't matter if you say things that are true or accurate at all anymore. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't fucking matter. Mm. And so like who cares anymore, right? Yeah. If he's not going to tell the fucking truth. Listen, let's not talk about that. Let's but talk about... Can I tell you about my favorite thing? Well, my two favorite things that Sean Spicer has done so far, both involving Twitter. Yeah, that's what I'm getting to yeah. now. Because rather than talking about politics, let's just make fun of this guy. I have the Dip and Dots article <laughs> pulled up right now. Oh, that makes three. I, I was thinking of... He tweeted his password. He, the guy who works at the fucking White House, tweeted out his password. Not once. Do we know that's his password? Two times in two days, yeah. How do we know it's not just like a... Well, 
I, I guess maybe he accidentally tweeted something that looks just like a password on two different Right, occasions. that part we know for sure. I have the Dippin' Dots thing. What's the <laughs> other thing you were going to say? Sean Spicer retweeted an Onion post. Yeah, I heard about, about that. About him. And somebody made the point of he's either unaware of what the Onion is. The White House press secretary is unaware of this fake news source. Right. Or he didn't read it correctly. Uh huh. And read the word uh, robust misinformation as robust information uh-huh. and thought, yeah, all right, someone's got my back. Or he is aware that he is being made fun of for being a liar and getting caught at it. And he is giving them a thumbs up and going, haha, yep, you got me. Don't give a fuck. I'm going to keep doing it. Well, okay, speaking of a guy who seems blissfully unaware of his surroundings, <laughs> if you didn't hear about this dip and Dots thing, it's pretty <laughs> funny. Someone went through and, like, mined all of his old tweets. I have two funny stories about that. One of them is this ongoing feud he has with dip and Dots. No, it's not a feud. It's just... Oh, it's a one-sided it's, feud. Yeah, Dippin' Dots <laughs> seems to not care. This is from April 7th, 2010, from at Sean Spicer. Dippin' Dots is not the ice cream of the future. Then... A wonder, year and a half do you later. Think he's maybe just a huge fan of, like, astronaut ice cream, and he's like, that's the ice cream of the future. <laughs> a year and a half later. I think I have said this before, but Dippin' Dots are not the ice cream of the future. <laughs> no response from Dippin' Dots. Then two months later, ice cream of the past, Dippin' Dots files for bankruptcy. <laughs> then... Are Dippin' Dots still around? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Three years later, long. everybody... Three fucking years later, he tweets, If Dippin' Dots was truly the ice cream of the future, they would not run out of vanilla at the Nationals game that he's at. (laughs) Maybe they just thought in the future people would be interested in different flavors. I want to find this exact tweet about that Daft Punk thing I told you about, but I I just showed it to you last night so I can remember it. (sighs) Essentially, it was when Daft Punk had a big hit two years ago, he tweeted like, Way to go, Daft Punk. This is your 15 minutes of fame. Enjoy it. Soak it up. You're going to kill it at the Grammys. Someone tweets at him and says, they've been winning Grammys for like 20 years now. (laughs) And he tweets back, hey, I'm an old school fan, but it's time to ditch the helmets already. Yeah. Well, he's like, I don't know what this new helmet gig is, this gimmick. (sighs) I'm getting angry. All right. Let's I think it's, I, I mean, I shouldn't take pleasure in this, but it's fun watching you get upset over political things now. <laughs> Can I, I get upset about the Royal Rumble instead? Yeah. We had a Royal Rumble party last night. I'm really pissed about the That's why I'm mad. I have heard nothing good about it. I'm just so mad Everyone on this. social media who was not at the party last night has been like, wow, that ending was terrible. It's the one hour of wrestling that comes once a year that I look forward to more than anything all year long. I love it so much, and I cannot remember the last time it made me happy. Every year, I walk away from the end of that hour completely disappointed. Why? Why do I keep getting my hopes up? I don't know. Can I confess something to you here? Part of the reason that I just can't be bothered to give a shit about WWE anymore is because of politics. I mean, I mean, yeah, sure. Uh, Vince McMahon okay. is super tight chums with 
Trump, which is why Trump had his uh, WWE run several years ago, of which he received a Stone Cold Stunner. Uh, you know that's not his only involvement, right? No, I don't. WrestleMania 4 and 5 were hosted in Trump, Trump Towers. Okay. Um, so they've been tight for a long time. They go way yes, back. Yes, 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 yes. Even though a, in his story arc on WWE, they were having like a feud. Yeah, well, that doesn't um, mean anything. But the the McMahon family donated massive amounts of money to the Trump campaign. I actually uh, have the figures now. Oh. Yeah. Uh, between... You have a lot of WWE figures. <laughs> I have the Donald Trump WWE action <laughs> figure. Yeah. No, um, mm. in the the years leading up to his campaign, like right after he first mm. announced, they no- they donated $5 million. Which I guess that's not even as much as I would have guessed. Between like 2011 and 2012, that made them the largest donors to his campaign. Wow. This is just Vince and Linda. Wait, did I don't you know say up to 2012? Between 2011 oh. and 2012, no one donated more to Trump's campaign, including Trump, than Vince Wait, and Linda. Trump didn't run in 2012. Did, wasn't he already like thinking about it by then? I think he said at some point back then, maybe I'll run for president. I might have and the years wrong, he didn't but I get, know the a dollar amount was he right. He didn't get serious about it until, like, a little over a year or two ago. Like, he just was, like, flirting with the idea. And he's like, hey, what the hell? There's, like, 30 other people running. I'll just throw my hat in. I might have the dollar, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the years wrong, but the dollar amount is right. I don't know where you're going with that. And you can tell me if this... Well, the, the thing that's upsetting to me is that they, they spent so much money on his campaign and then... Linda McMahon received a cabinet position, which it seems is it is it official like it yet? was bought and paid for. I think so. I agree. One as a lifelong <laughs> wrestling fan, couldn't agree more. Yeah. Bought and paid for. I mm-hmm. get it. Listen, here's here's something interesting from uh, your favorite flannel cakes viewer, Randy. Last night, Randy pitched the question to me because I don't know if you know, frequent emailer. Since Trump has been elected. The WWE has never once bragged. They have not gone on television right. and said, "Hey, our form, our Hall mm. of Fame member is your president now." They've never even not said because Randy was like, "Have I they?" I think they're specifically not permitted by him. By conflict of interest laws, the WWE, because Linda McMahon is so tightly entwined with that, she can't. <clears throat> Sorry, the, like neither the WWE nor the White House can acknowledge that relationship. I mean, <clears throat> it's not like being in the Hall of Fame is any. It's not like it's a paid position. No, I mean Linda McMahon's ties to the WWE and then becoming a, a prominent figure in the Trump administration. Like, whatever. This is pointless. Anyway, <clears throat> Randy pitches the question to me last night. He's like, they haven't brought it up at all. He said, what if it was someone who wasn't so hated? Do you think they would have done it differently? And the person that he posed, and this seems ridiculous, but also this person is thinking about running for president soon. He said, what if it was The Rock? He said, what if The Rock had just been elected to president? Do you think they would acknowledge it on television? They would. In this case, they would have to. There's no way that a long-running superstar that they made with, like, they made multiple movies with him. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and made him like a champion. He was the poster boy for the brand for a long time. There's no way that they wouldn't acknowledge that their guy was in the White House. To which I said to Randy, I was like, yeah, The Rock's different mm-hmm. because he was there for so long and mm-hmm. he wasn't a part-timer. I was like, you'd have to pick someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger, for example, who is... Trump has only had kind of two dealings with the WWE. Schwarzenegger has had two dealings with mm-hmm. the WWE. So, once again... Schwarzenegger it, is anti-Trump also. If it was Schwarzenegger, do you think they would say, well, shit, Schwarzenegger's not in the Hall of Fame. Better exa- This is the one I used last <laughs> okay. night. This is the one I used last night. I said Mr. T. Mr. T has had one match in the WWE, just like Donald Trump, and he is a WWE Hall of Famer. And he is considering running for president. <laughs> if he was elected president, do you think they would acknowledge it on WWE TV? I think so, and I think it would be in passing. They can't insinuate, like, our company has a positive past relationship with this politician. I don't think they can actually do something like that. And they wouldn't want to call attention to that because people might assume that there was some favoritism being being. You know what? Now that I think about it, it would be probably smart for them to play up the Mr. T thing. Do you know what Mr. T's involvement was? No. The main event of WrestleMania... I'm sorry, WrestleMania 1, excuse me. Hulk Hogan and Mr. T were tag team partners and they won a match together. Against who? Uh, Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff. But what I'm getting at is Hulk Hogan in the 80s had a black tag team partner (laughs) for one match and they won and like I feel like they could really you know turn some things around they could bridge a gap they could be uniters not dividers I mean Hulk could use some good PR right now I'm not sure if Mr. T would want to be involved in that good press I don't know you know I mean did you ever hear about his Hall of Fame speech no Uh, the year he was inducted he when he spoke he just kept talking about his mama and that's how he referred to her every time as my mama. And he said my mama so many times that they played Kane's music and had Kane come out and, like, grab him by the arm and pull him off stage. <laughs> he got played off. He got played off by Kane. Uh, All right. Did someone come out with a giant shepherd so he could just be like... What do you want to talk about of these four topics? Oh. Okay. Uh... Pokemon Go, Harlem Globetrotters, I purchased I purchased fake pee, or roller derby. Let's do roller derby real quick. We went to see the Naptown Roller Derby on this past Saturday night. It was their yeah, opening their bout of the bout season. Versus the Dusty Muffins. Yeah, it was great. I had a lot of fun. It was awesome. It's always awesome. We only got to actually make it to one bout last year, and they destroyed. Yeah. Like, they wrecked, and it was our friends too that were yeah. that one um, that blowout match. If you've never been, like, go. It's fun. Very fun. Very it, like it's entertaining. It's impressive. Like you, you can enjoy the athleticism and the talent, and also it's just like this is fun. It's an enjoyable place. It's to very be. empowering too. The and, amount of girl yeah. power happening in that arena. Well, can we ad- ad- address the game here? The the crush game. All right, Jesus, whatever. Go ahead. It's hard not to have a crush collectively on, like, the sport of roller derby. Jesus Christ. No. And I mean I mean this in, like, not a misogynistic, objectifying way. I mean, seeing empowered women... Kick ass. Be badass. Be supportive of each other. Be, like, to be out there doing something that 
like shows showcases their talent and their toughness. They're moving around around on wheels better their, than you ever. Their could. independence, and they don't need dudes to be involved. Like it's just it's fucking sexy. It's sexy as hell. Would you say that you had an empowered boner in the game? <laughs> no, I would not say that. That is inappropriate. What I'm saying is <laughs> that empowered women are sexy, and if you like your women uh, weak and demure, well, that's your problem. No, I mean, I totally agree with what you're saying. If the, the confidence <laughs> and charisma... Yeah, maybe if you had pitched it that way at the game, I would have been more on board. But I was sitting next to my girlfriend, and you wouldn't <laughs> shut up about which one of us was going to fall in love faster. <laughs> and so no. I was like, dude, can you just stop talking about this? So, no, I. this is something, like, I've discussed this with my girlfriend before, not specifically about, like, roller derby, but, like, tougher, like, feminist women are just more attractive. I mean... The way you're describing yeah. it now, I totally agree. It's great in that regard. And it's also, it's just fun. You should now go. Now that your girlfriend's not sitting here. You can... <laughs> now, let me let me name which ones I'm in love with the most. Uh, Save all the trading cards. <laughs> I, I've purposely wanted to tell you this for so long, and I haven't told you because I wanted to tell you yeah. on the mic. I didn't play Pokemon for a whole day on purpose. For a whole 24 hours? On purpose. So you could reline your So I could reset my streak. And get this. I pulled it off. I did it on a Wednesday. Didn't play for the whole day. Reset my streak to one. That was on a Wednesday. Yeah. That Sunday, Krista and I went across state lines to go to, excuse me, to go to Ikea. Uh Uh-huh. Walked around Ikea all day. Lots of Pokemon in there. Caught lots of them. Not a single fucking Pokestop in the whole store. Of course, we were so busy with Ikea, I didn't notice it. Went home, put together Ikea furniture, you know, threw all the trash mm. away. Didn't once fucking think about the fact that I didn't spend a Pokestop all day. Spent all day playing. Didn't what spend did you one get Pokestop. at Ikea? I spent $15 worth of stuff. Chris has spent $500. Wow. I bought that trash can in there. It's a great trash can. What's it called? I, burger Burger. <laughs> yeah. And then I bought a pizza cutter. Pizza mm. cutter. Uh, so anyway, uh, what I'm getting at is I after all that, I... I fucking got my ba- my bonuses yeah. off sync again. And so this past Friday, two days ago, three days ago, I did it again. So twice in the past two weeks, I didn't play Pokemon mm-hmm. for 48 hours. And I was proud of myself. That's great. Today we went out and we played for a few hours. And I now have 22 gyms. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a record for you. It is a record. That's awesome, man. It's a big record. Yeah. Um, that means that I don't have to worry about losing, like, one gym and not getting it. I really genuinely want to know if our listeners like it when we talk about Pokemon Go. Probably not. Yeah. I, I, I don't think that they don't like it. I think they're just like, oh, they're on Pokemon again. Time to go to the bathroom. Like, Maybe. If you do like listening to it, some Valor dudes have been trying to move into our turf, and so we've just been standing out on the corner showing them our dick, because I'm like... Well, rephrase. <laughs> what do you mean? That's that's uh, metaphorical. Uh, there's no no literal penises being shown to anyone. <laughs> um, Mike doesn't play Pokemon. <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, we, we told the story of Mike uh, mistakenly thinking that it would be comical for him to pull his penis out uh-huh. in front of us and our girlfriends at New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, a few days after that, Mike accidentally also showed his penis to our other roommate. <laughs> Because oh, he yeah. he walked through his room to get to their shared shower. Yeah. Forgot his towel or his underwear or something. Looked out. Didn't see anyone. And so he just walked through the room, strutting his stuff. 
just out there for the world to see and didn't know and he was laying on his bed the whole time <laughs> he just walked right by him naked and then he came back in a few minutes later and goes hey have you been in here this whole time <laughs> and he goes yeah i definitely saw you what do you think mike's gigantic package he got from walmart is <laughs> I don't know why hearing about Mike naked made me think of Mike's gigantic package. Mike never gets mail, and he got a huge fucking box from Walmart today. I wonder what it is. Mmm, another massage chair. If if people don't care about us talking about Pokemon Go, they definitely don't care about this. Do you want to talk about the Globetrotters or the fact that I bought fake pee this week? Fake pee. Okay, so... Go ahead. We went to Crown Hill today, which is like our, our Pokemon zone. Yeah, Pogozo. Uh, we we had a really great trip there a couple of weeks ago that we've never gotten to talk about because we have so much stuff going on. I don't know what you're talking about. You and me and your girlfriend were all there. Or you, your girlfriend, you and I were, were I don't care. Go ahead. in the car <laughs> listening to some Wilson Phillips. Where the fuck and, is this going? Well, I guess I... We listened to some good music. We listened to Safety Dance and... I, s- I set YouTube to an 80s and 90s mix. Yeah. We, li- we had an argument over whether or not Safety Dance and Land Down Under. I thought they were both by the same band. But they were Men at Work and Men with Hats. They could... I thought it was Men Without Hats. Men Without Hats? Is it Men Without Hats? I don't fucking know. I guess know. it depends on what your job is. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> it's not the same band. Where is this going? Then we listened to Wilson Phillips, which is great. Wilson Phillips' Hold On is a classic song of which everyone knows, like, the first five words to and none of the rest. Where are you going with this? Why do you care? Why can't we just have a fun conversation? Okay, what is this about? So, during this time, we're out there, we're playing Pokemon, you decide, hey, it'll be really fun to put on a podcast right now. And oh! So, and you... <laughs> oh, So, you take it. your phone and you connect to Bluetooth. Uh-huh. And immediately, a very sensual lady voice starts playing through your car speakers, and she's like, "Mm, baby, don't you like... And you quickly start to fumble with your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Because you forgot that you had on the suggestion of your lady friend. Now, she... I told... I found on Reddit a, a, like, hypnotic audio file that would... That supposedly would get you to ejaculate to orgasm without any touching of any kind what it's like a hypnosis thing did it and work? then i told krista that i did it and then she was like oh i've tried that try this other website and whatever anyway did, did it work yeah send me a link okay <laughs> okay, um, okay so anyways <laughs> you start fumbling with your phone yeah. when you realize that we're listening to audio porn through your car speakers yeah because i the it's because, like, the website was great, but, like, you couldn't, like, move through the sound file very quickly, yeah. so I downloaded it. So, it's the only song on my phone. <laughs> so, when I connected it... Not was the only song on your phone. Is the only song on your yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the only song on my phone. It's It's been deleted since. Oh, okay. So, so anyway, it just defaulted to play the first song, and that was it. <laughs> and it wasn't even like at the beginning when there's an intro. It was like no, nope, it was right into right the in the middle, like right when I paused it. <laughs> so right after you'd finished, <laughs> maybe I guess I don't know. Oh my god! Yeah. Anyway, it was hilarious, and your face turned very red, and you just you made the face of 
there's nothing I can do here. Can you imagine I'm... how that would have gone if I didn't have a girlfriend who was super on board and was like, oh, yeah, I did that too, and I think it's cool? I mean, you shouldn't be dating someone who wouldn't find that comical and let you off the hook. Uh, yeah, it's true. Well, anyway, it worked. If you want to find out if your significant other is cool, here's what you do. <laughs> you cue up some audio porn, and then you... Uh, you accidentally play it in the car and uh see where that goes i want to i want to let it be known that when i was pestering you like where's this going i really didn't know it's not like i was trying to talk you out of that story i just forgot that that happened i i just love you have this face that you make when you're like well this is happening there's (laughs) there's nothing i can do to stop this onslaught of teasing i've earned it i earned every bit of it I definitely just played audio porn in the car <laughs> with my girlfriend and my best friend in the seat. Yeah, and I did. I did. It brought me so much joy. I've been, it's been making me... Honestly, we talked about this digital depression and how everything in the world is horrible right now. Jeez, I'm glad I brought you it joy. It might be the one thing that's keeping my head above water right now. <laughs> I'm so happy that I brought you that joy. Seriously, though, send me a link. Yeah, I got you. It worked, okay? Okay. It worked. Um, I bought pee. Yeah. And this was, first of all, after you had just peed at home. And <laughs> all the time, you're, you, I ask, can we just let it mellow? Right. And you're anti-mellowing nowadays. Right. Why? We have four dudes living here. We have a practically unlimited supply of urine. Right. And you tell me you're going out to buy pee from someone else. It and was, I was like, I, I said, dude, you could have just asked. It was fake pee. And that made it even worse. We yeah. made the real thing. Yeah. We're just throwing it away. Like <laughs> just throwing it away. Just flushing it down the toilet. <laughs> it's $25, too. Wow. Yeah. Hope you got your money's worth. Uh for a, a thing for work I had to like go undercover as a guy who would Did you wear a fake mustache? Who would buy <laughs> fake pee and I went to a tobacco shop. I won't say which one. And I asked them if they a had this unquote, product. When you say tobacco shop, I think you need to be clear. You went into a head shop that sells marijuana accessories all listed under the heading of for tobacco use only for legal purposes. I mean that's the kind of place I found it at. Yeah. Uh yeah, I went in and I I was like, hey, do you have this product? We needed to get some for work, and mm-hmm. so to be uh, clear, it's not illegal, right? It is not illegal to buy or to sell. It is illegal to use, right? Because you should not be cheating on your drug test. If you, it's legal to buy or to sell, but when you take it home, as soon as you pour it on yourself, it becomes illegal. <laughs> um, so anyway, the guy behind the counter looked. I mean, like picture of the dude in your head that works at the the head shop yeah you got it that's what, what he looked like what color were his dreads that's my question <laughs> just picture shaggy that's what he okay. looked like so and and he, he knew immediately what i wanted and he had multiple brands did and he, he have one of those like burlap hoodies yes yes he did <laughs> oh my god and he and he was like he was like uh he, he knew there was like different models and he was like asking me about it, you know and anyway he assured me that it would work what and because I was buying it at 5 o'clock on a Friday, he was like, now you can enjoy your weekend. Uh, so, what did you do with it? 
Um, we just took it out and I shot video of it. Uh, I kept it, of course. I'm going. So do you to... have it here in the house? No, it's oh. at my work in my locker. But I, I'll bring it home. Um, it's it's just real funny because like, is it in a jar or a can or? A bottle? It's in a little plastic thing, and you you heat it up in the microwave, and it, t- it has like a little readout on it telling you when it gets to the right temperature. Uh-huh. And then it has one of those, like, hand warmers that you put in your pocket. You break it, and yeah. it keeps your hands warm. And then you, like, rubber band the hand warmer to the thing. And that mm. keeps it warm while you're uh, going to get your drug te- your pee tested. Right. And then when you get there, you they don't tell you, like, how you're supposed to get it in the cup. But you got to get it in the cup somehow. That part's up to you. Right. And then you know, get creative. Yeah, and that was. I'll give. I'll give a shout out to this company because their URL is urine.com, and they sell. They had to either spend a fortune on that, or they were like the first people to use the internet. Yeah, well, they. It's funny. They only sell three things on their website. They sell uh, this fake pee. They sell the stuff you drink so that you will pass a pee test, and then they sell hand warmers because it comes with the thing. I think it's funny that the company that makes the fake pee also sells you the product so that you don't need the fake pee. Well, you could do whatever method you want. But, like, then later on that day, I talked to a guy who works at one of these testing facilities, and he's like, it doesn't work because the pee will pass the test, right? But they check the temperature, and if it's above like 104 degrees they're gonna be like um excuse me sir you have a severe fever and then if it's below 90 degrees they're gonna be like you're dead so at these drug testing facilities they are checking the temperature immediately on exit like as soon as you get it i didn't ask but he said he would know and then also he was talking i I mean i've been drug tested before for work everybody has i would assume or most most people i've done it who have been hired for employment in the last 10 years or so have had to take it. Or if you've test. ever played a sport in high school. Did you have to do that when you played sports in high no, school? No, that wasn't a thing. And wrestling, we had to get tested oh, every year. Well, wrestling is a big thing where they worry about performance-enhancing drugs. Mm-hmm. No one in football does that. Go well, ahead. Well, I mean, it's a, it's more of a concern because in wrestling there's uh, all the weight classes. Oh, okay. Anyway. Um, I don't know. You don't know I, where I you're going say, with I've, this? I've taken drug tests, and I... I can't say that anybody ever, like, immediately, like, grabbed the cup away from me and was ready to go. He said they would know. It, the only other thing from it that I wanted to bring up was that he was talking about all the different ways that people cheat. And, like, obviously a lot of people do the thing where they have a fake penis with, like, a tube stuck through it. And they try to, like, pee out of the fake penis. Right. And I was like, so do you guys just have, like, a tub of, ba- of fake dicks in the back that you've <laughs> confiscated from people? They, they, I'm sure there's, like, a, a lost and found bit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, should I say the the guy that... Yeah. Uh, they told me a story about one guy that, like, brought in a backpack of fake like, pee. Like camel pack? Yeah, like a camel pack. And someone, uh, like, patted him on the back, like, reassuringly, and it busted. And he, like, spilled someone else's pee everywhere. So did he pass? <laughs> well, he's like, oh, get the cup, get the cup. <laughs> I have a condition. Um... We don't need to talk about the Globetrotters. I don't care. You know that uh, this was on a show, I, I can't even remember the name of it. It was a show about the NFL on HBO. I think it might have been called Playmakers. Sounds like a thing that's true. In like 2004. And it was very scathing of the NFL, so they didn't get the license. No one ever gets the NFL license. But... They showed a guy to pass a drug test using a catheter. 
putting it up his pee hole and then pumping clean urine into him into his right, bladder right and then saying like you have this long to use this before your own urine will contaminate it right and using that to pass a drug test you i think that's you, much more extreme you know what i think you just confirmed something that i was thinking about this fake pee that everyone's denying in the pa- on the packaging in huge letters it says do not take internally and everyone was like uh i'm pretty sure that means don't swallow it but i that's what i thought don't they put meant it inside yourself i think that's what they meant could very well because it didn't say don't drink internally it said do not take internally yeah don't use it as eardrops or don't butt chug this fake pee do you think that there's a market out there for fake urine for people who are interested in water sports but aren't ready to take that leap oh that's interesting or for whatever maybe they don't have a partner mike said he's gonna he's gonna taste the fake pee I'll be interested to know what it tastes like. Yeah. I wonder if it's... It says don't take internally. Maybe it's not safe to drink. Well, I mean, Mike... Yeah. You know. Okay. Mike's gonna do it. Yeah. That's that's just not an option, you know. Anyway, do you want to talk about cartoons and cereal now? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Are we ready to start? <laughs> Yeah, I'll just start recording. We rolling? Now. Okay. Yeah, let me just hit record. Let's start our podcast about cartoons and cereal. <laughs> Roll We've, the theme music. We have already talked about the League of Super Evil. We oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the other League of Super Evil. Um, while we're on the the League of Super Evil topic, can I bring up one more Trump issue? Yeah. Okay. Donald Trump introduced this executive order which bans people from Muslim-majority countries from entering the United States Mm -hmm. for 90 days, Syria indefinitely. The the place who has refugees because, ostensibly, the the United States... He's probably writing his list out. Pence was like, you got to watch out for the Syria place. He's like, I know all about that. So... All of the countries on this list, there have been zero terrorists in the United States. Cite your sources. I Look it up. Google it. You read this somewhere, but you don't have your sources. I read it in several places. I, okay. I looked into it. I didn't just believe the first thing that popped up. Okay. I looked into it, and it has made the mainstream news, although it's not nearly as big of a story as I would think it should be. And that is that... Of all the countries that were on the list, none of them have provided the United States with terrorism or any sort of attack on U.S. soil since prior to, like, 1975. Mm-hmm. However, there were a number of Muslim-majority countries that were left off of the list, many of which had provided a number of attackers, um, specifically Saudi Arabia was one of the biggest ones. Okay. Okay. However, all of those countries also have business ties to Trump's company. It's messed up, man. So, real shady there. A little bit peculiar. It's probably the last shady thing he'll ever do, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, if <laughs> if we've learned anything from Donald, this says he just needs that one... He needs to get caught, and then he'll go, Oh, you got me. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Honestly, 
there's already been so many calls for impeachment, which is not surprising. And I mean, it's also like, not unique to him. People did the same thing for Obama just because they're like, oh, fuck, I hate Obama. Let's let's play fantasy booker. If, if, if we ever needed to impeach Trump, it would be very easy. All you would have to do is get him under oath. Once he's under oath for like 10 to 15 minutes, he will have committed perjury so many times. You know, uh, this, I can't, I don't know this person personally, so I can't quote yep. them, but Krista's friend said this on Facebook yesterday, and I'm sorry I can't say the person's Is this name. Her. It's a person I've never met. Okay. One of her friends said on Facebook yesterday, they were like, what we should do is just someone should tell Trump he's a terrible liar. Because he will immediately go on TV. I am the best liar. I tell the most lies and never get caught. I'm I'm sorry. I know you're not listening, but I'm sorry I can't quote you on that. But, like, great joke because it's totally true. Yeah. Wait, why can't we quote her on this? I don't know her friend's name. Oh, okay. She was just like, my friend you've never heard of okay. said this thing, yeah. you know. And uh, The worst. Terrible. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> yeah. Um... <clears throat> So, Trump is, super evil. <laughs> is the, leaguer, the leader of the League of Super Evil, and we watched a cartoon called The League of Super Evil today. Yeah, League of Super Evil, acronym LOSE. Did you know that this is a Canadian cartoon? I did not, but that makes sense. So... Even the, the villains in this are very kind and polite. <laughs> we, we, we both know this cartoon from Cartoon mm. Network, right? I think it was just on Fox. Oh, okay. So, I was reading the Wikipedia... And it never once mentioned Cartoon Network or Fox. It just said that it aired on YTV in Canada. Okay. And then it aired on another Canadian network in its second season. And then in the third season, it was still on in Canada, but also aired in the UK. I never once saw reference that it aired. I looked on IMDb and Wikipedia that it aired in America. Well, we both had the same local Fox affiliate when we were kids. Mm -hmm. So maybe it was something that was purchased what year is this from? Scale. Um, I would have said that I was watching it around like 2002. Um, I don't know. Be between 2000 and 2004. Do people mm -hmm. know this cartoon? Was I it? Don't, I don't think so. It was one show <laughs> that I watched and I tried to tell people about it and they were like, uh, sure. We're it, in high school. Why are you watching cartoons? It premiered on March 2009. 2009? Yeah, and it ran for three seasons, but it aired in reruns until 2014. Man, so <clears throat> I thought I was watching this in high school. I was definitely in college. Yeah, I would have been in high school. Um, no, I was in college. Yeah, I was in college. Okay, anyway, uh, so I guess we should explain it because people don't know it. Yeah, it's about like a shitty second-rate group of quote-unquote supervillains who want to be taken seriously, but all of their plots tend to fail or get twisted on them in some way to, yeah. to be positive. They're very they're in a very suburban y neighborhood. Yeah. They like all the houses are like regular houses on the street, but they live in like an evil lair. That's on like a cul de sac. Yeah. And I didn't remember this but reading about it, it mm. said that more often than not, rather than competing against heroes, they're just trying to get respect from the other villains. Yeah. So the other villains on the show actually are just more villains. And sometimes they end up being heroic on accident. Yeah, yeah. Like, the heroes don't even have to be concerned with the League of Super Evil. That's probably why we never see them. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because they're not very good at being villains. No, and they're also sort of, like, cutting their teeth on these very small-time crimes. Like, the episode, the first one that we watched, they were trying to steal uh, fudgy bars from an ice cream truck. Like, yeah. That is their, their sort of crime. And I remember watching one episode in particular where they had this huge, elaborate plan to try to make the pizza delivery guy late so that their pizza would be oh, free. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. That, those are the sorts of things that the League of Super Evil gets involved in. Yeah, and so I think it's a great show, and I think it's really funny, and I think the characters are great. And you said that you thought it didn't hold up as well as you thought it would. I remember finding it really hilarious when I was a kid. It's still good. Yeah, and... It, and what I thought about it, it's still great, it's still funny, still cool characters and everything, but I thought that, like, the writing was a little, like, very typical. Yeah. Like, it was very much, like, this is the thing a they're going for. Canadian. <laughs> this is the thing they're going for, this is the obstacle that they run into, mm. this is the plot device that solves it, and they bumble their way into accidentally saving the day. Pretty much, Yeah. Yeah. And both of the ones that we watched were like that. Dead on. Yeah. What was the second one about? I have no idea because we just talked for Trump exchange. about an hour. Right. He, he wanted his evil laugh. He has a very high pitched. Is it who does the voice of that? It so I looked up. To Richard, I looked up all the names. It sounds like Richard Horvitz Invader Zim voice, basically. I looked up all the the names of people that play them, and. I didn't recognize any of the names, and when I was reading... They're their... all very, very famous Canadian voice actors. You're joking. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> all of them were like, blah, blah, blah is known for blah, 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 and League of Super Evil. Mm. Blah, blah, blah is known as one of the most prominent voice actors in Canada. Like, that's what they all said. Well, the guy who plays Red Menace, who is a red-haired man wearing an all-green costume, but he goes by the name Red Menace. Well, his first name is Reginald. I think that uh, might have something to do with it. Um, he doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. The uh, actor or the character? The actor. Mm. Oh, interesting. But yeah, but the three characters are Voltar, Dr. Frog, and Red Menace. And Doomageddon, my favorite character. Yeah, their dog, played by Frank Welker, who is a well-known voice actor. Yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, Dr. Frog is a evil scientist, and he's mm. like that archetype of a villain and he is usually coming up with some kind of device to uh foil them yeah and uh that always goes wrong you know like the the ice cream truck they uh have a brainwashing device that makes everyone like the tofu pops instead of the fudgy yummy bars yeah and, uh, but that... he doesn't have an off button. It only has a button for on and more. <laughs> more, yeah. no, he says on and more on. Yeah. So uh, it turns everyone into zombies that are craving tofu bars, and it gets hey, wildly out of control. I gotta point out. Look, look over there. Look he is. Happening. He is passed out hard. Arfi is sleeping on the couch. I mean, sleeping. Oh, oh, oh! He stirs. He's <laughs> gonna come over here and want to play any second now. Good for him, though. Um, He's yeah. never quiet when we're on the mic, ever. He's looking at us now. He knows we're talking like, about him. Oh. He's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over there and fuck with him. You <laughs> <laughs> know they're talking about me. <laughs> um, hmm. But yeah, the other one we watched. I don't know exactly. I think that uh, Voltor, Voltar, like 
wanted his voice to sound different so he would sound more menacing because he has like a very obnoxious voice. He sounds like voice. Richard Horvitz as Yes, Invader he sounds Zim. like Invader Zim, yeah. And uh, so, uh, what's his name? Dr. Frog makes this gun. Who, who has the Peter Laurie voice. Thank you. I yeah. couldn't figure out what like old school actor he's... I am the scientist. Yeah. I, I wanted to yeah. say... I don't want to say what I thought it was because it was totally wrong. Anyway, yeah, it's Peter Laurie. And uh, so he, he creates this gun that can change people's voices, but it only has, like, three types of voices. Yeah, it's and, commanding, menacing, and annoying. Right, and then at the end you find out that Voltar, the setting for Voltar's voice is annoying. Yeah, uh, yeah so that's very upsetting to him. Anyway, we've been wanting to watch that one for a while, and literally we only watched it today because we knew we were going to talk about Trump. And you were like, well, one league is super evil and another yeah. league is super evil. My, well, my alternate pick was to go back to watching Biker Mice from Mars for Ronaldo Rome. Yeah, which I still think we should which, do. by the way, okay, for people who haven't listened to that episode or aren't familiar with Biker Mice from Mars, there is a character named Ronaldo Rump who lives in, like, Rump Tower, and he has secret ties to an alien race who are basically paying him and to like ruin the world yep. for them. Yeah. It's and just this something is, to think about. That's all I'm saying. And this this iteration of Biker Mice from Mars is from 2006. Yeah. So this is old. You yeah. know? And they predicted all that. Anyway, I, I think w- one thing I learned from today's episode is that really super delving into Cadillacs and dinosaurs was cool, and I enjoyed it. And I think if we got that in depth into Biker Mice from Mars, I was, someday, I, I was just thinking the same thing. Of there's been a lot of cartoons that we watched, and I was like, "Oh, that was fun." Cadillacs and dinosaurs was the first time we watched something, and I was like, "I'm gonna watch all of these." And I like did it imme- in less than five days. I had finished the whole right? series, and I was like. Biker Mice, I loved Biker Mice from Mars. Why don't I go back and watch that? Right. Well, we we really picked apart Cadillacs and Dinosaurs yeah. today. It'd be interesting to do that <coughs> with Biker Mice from Mars and, of course, Cowboys of Mumesa. That's a given. Of right. course, we would delve into that one. Right. Email us if that's something you'd be interested in and us going deeper into some of these series. Serial? It was not. All right. Let me set this up. <laughs> so when the movie Batman v Superman Dawn Basically, of Justice came things out. things just aren't going great. <laughs> this is a continuation of the world at large in a microcosm here in our serial cabinet. <laughs> when Batman v Superman came out, which I'm guessing was July of 2016. Yeah. Okay. When that serial came out, on serial shelves nationwide, there were two serials released in promotion of the movie, a Batman one and a Superman one. This episode should be called Bad Cabinet Picks. <laughs> so, uh, that was good. I bought both of them when that movie came out. Which was like June? Not even June. It was like March? No, I just I think it came out in July. A- April or May? No, it was Let's definitely. Let's look it up. I can tell you I know when it was out because I started seeing my girlfriend in June. Uh-huh. I saw this movie on a date with someone who is not my girlfriend. So I know it was like May, March. You're right. It's March 20th. Yeah. March 20th, 2016. Yeah. So I bought these cereals a long time ago and there have been many times you guys love the behind the scenes stuff I know. Yeah. There have been many times when we're starting an episode we're like what the fuck cereal are we going to eat this week and we've looked at these two and said hell no they look disgusting let's not eat them. <laughs> I, when you brought them in I was like oh yeah we could do like a tie in episode and then I looked at them and I was like these look gross. And then the movie flopped horribly and then I never even saw it you've I, seen it. I went to see the movie and I don't think I've ever talked about it on a mic 
Well, I, I don't think I'll ever see it. It's not very good. Uh, it's way too long. Pretty boring. I remember several times during the movie, I was like, I really got to pee. And I was like, well, I'm probably not going to miss anything. But then I was like, wait, what if this is when it gets good? I, I don't want to miss when it finally gets good. So I didn't go. And then at the end, I was like, I could have just walked out at any time. Do you think if they cut it way down, it'd be good? Here's what I've heard. I've heard from a few different people that the director's cut, which is even longer, I think it's like a full three hours, they said that it was much better, it explained things better, it's sort of, the movie seemed sort of disjointed and unexplained, it was just like, things are happening, and also some more things, and wouldn't you think this looked cool? And apparently the longer, I was like, I'm not gonna sit through this movie again, even longer. The first time was more than enough. Well... Things get noted to death. and That's true. Marvel has been very successful with their cinematic universe, and this was DC's first attempt at, hey, we're going to do the same thing, and probably too many studio heads were looking at this thing and saying it has to be our way. And I'm not a big fan of a lot of the Marvel stuff, but I'll say one thing they did right was that they gave their characters individual movies where you got to know them before they were joined up and in this one they were trying to introduce a lot of stuff very quickly like you had a brand new batman universe i guess um and then there has been a superman movie with henry cavill that also wasn't super Two of them, successful right? just one okay uh, man of steel but the the new affleck universe batman was an, an, essentially a new character and yes, yes. we didn't get to know them. Wonder Woman was very much just glossed over. There was just a lot of stuff that they didn't really explain. I've made it known that I also don't like the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But you got to give them credit for no one's ever really done that before. And they totally yeah. did it right. Well, you love Guardians of the Galaxy. Everyone loves that movie. It's fantastic. Right. And I like all the Iron Man movies. I just haven't been a really big fan of the Avengers movie. Did I tell you I watched Civil War? What'd you think? I thought it was pretty fucking good. See, that's another one that I had gone to see just on a date, because it's not something I would have gone to myself, and I was like, it was better than The Avengers, for sure. I thought it was a pretty god goddamn good movie. <laughs> it, I liked it, was, it. It was decent. For a superhero team-up movie, I liked it a lot more than, than this one over here. <laughs> so, we've passed on these serials countless times, mm-hmm. and today... With I, good reason. <laughs> And today, I was like, let's do these two. And you were like, no. And I was like, we're watching a cartoon about supervillains. And you were like, all right, I guess we gotta. Can't argue. So, I was kind of in a, fuck this, let's get it over with. And there was another box in that cabinet that I've been itching to get to. I don't want to ruin it. Okay, don't say ruin it. I don't know what you're talking about, but don't say it. All right, we were like so whispery (laughs) there. (laughs) Okay, so... um, The code word is... (laughs) Um, Bulbasaur. Sure, why not? Why not just say it again? By the way, the one he wanted was Go Plus Yourself. I thought it was great. And both of our girlfriends told him that it was funny, and I disagree vehemently. Right now, it's three to one that go plus yourself was a great code word. Tweet at us whether you like Bulbasaur or go plus yourself better. Anyway. I win. <laughs> anyway, I was like, you you got out a bowl and some milk, and I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to take these to the couch and open them up and just start eating them. So you took Batman right away. I did. I took Superman right away. Mm-hmm. Now, 
Which one should we talk about first? I think we should talk about Superman first. Okay. Okay. So I open it up, and these are two different kinds of cereals. Superman is caramel crunch cereal. It's very generic. It's just little... They're shaped like the Superman shield. Okay. All right. I guess they are, but there's, like, nothing on them. They're just... Very This is plain one of the very, very, pieces. very few movie tie-in cereals that doesn't feature marshmallow shapes. There's It doesn't feature fucking anything. <laughs> Even the box is very plain. It's just his chest yeah. with a picture of the cereal in a bowl. And I started eating it, and you know what? I thought it was great. I thought it tasted really good. You said that you thought it tasted like sugar. It's pretty okay i mean it's a caramel crunch cereal maybe I, I agree with you that it tasted pretty sugary sugary but i liked it it's bland it reminds me a little bit of the caramel corn captain crunch but less sweet would you like to and answer less crunchy would you like to answer the trivia questions that are on the back of the box yes what is superman's birth Hello. name true or false when first introduced in comics kryptonite was originally red I think that's false, but I don't know. It's true. Oh, goodness. What year did Batman first appear on film? Wait. On, like, Would you like some choices? On film, like... In a movie. 90... 1990? 91? Well, first off, you're forgetting that there were Adam West Batman movies. Oh, yeah. But that's not even right, because the real answer is 1943, which is before Adam West wow. was even playing Batman. I would like to see that. What does the S... Well, do you know they were making Captain America movies back then, too? A lot of people right, don't know that. Right, and Superman. What does the S on Superman's chest mean in Kryptonian? Uh, hope. I learned that... I don't that, know how you knew that. I learned that from the movie trailer for Man of Steel, which showed that scene over and over and over, where he's explaining to Amy Adams what the S means. Got it. And did you Have you ever heard that Superman is like not known or popular around the world really he's like a very american thing like captain america world-renowned superhero (laughs) loved across the globe superman other countries never heard of him interesting uh in the battle between superman and general zod which of bruce wayne's properties were destroyed uh wayne tower something Wayne Financial. That sounds right. In which comic book was the first full-fledged team-up of Superman and Batman? Who cares? I don't know. Uh, Which of these is not a power Superman possesses? (laughs) The answer is none of the above. (laughs) It doesn't matter what it says. It has all the powers. (laughs) Uh, This is pretty fucking easy. Is it shape-shifting? Flight, heat vision, telepathy, or x-ray vision? Telepathy. Anyway... So you ate Batman first. Yeah. And you're in the other room, and you're pouring a bowl of it. And you open the box, and you went, but strawberry. You were like, oh, because it's it's chocolate strawberry cereal. For some reason, everyone associates Superman with caramel, as you do. (laughs) And they associate the character who wears all black all the time (laughs) with chocolate strawberry. You know Batman's high school nickname, Chocolate Strawberry. (laughs) So, anyway, um, you open the box, and you're like, strawberry. It smells like strawberry. And Mm -hmm. I think you might have tasted it. They could have made a trick-style cereal for Superman that was red and yellow, and it would have been delicious. Yeah, great idea. Look at you. You should be a a fucking... I agree. Yeah. I don't know where... Whatever I was going to say, you You should be that. You should be a dead man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... Then you bring me the box, 
Mm-hmm. And once again, maybe you would put it in my head that it tastes like strawberry. But I ate it, and I was it was like I was punched in the face by a man with strawberry fists. <laughs> my entire nasal strawberry fists. I was immediate, my whole nasal passage was completely overtaken by strawberry. No, it's a powerful smell when you open that box. And I, it is it also on top of all of that, it's disgusting. It tastes <laughs> it's not fucking terrible. It's not good. I I took a bite and I was like. I chewed it up a little, and I was like, hmm. And I was like, I can't tell if it's good or really gross. Whatever they took... It's a very artificial strawberry taste. And the box is very quick to point out that it's not artificial. Yeah. There's like 50 things well, in the box Well, no, it says you. no colors from artificial sources. No artificial flavors. But, I don't know, maybe they use something in it. it. It just has a strange... Well, okay, let me say this. Preserved taste. Whatever they did to these strawberry pieces mm-hmm. to then chocolify them mm-hmm. was not chocolate flavored. It tastes, I would agree. It, it, it tastes like a real fucking strawberry that has poop on it. That's <laughs> what it tastes like. It tastes, they just used the baking chocolate powder. It the tastes thing. like the color brown was put <laughs> onto strawberries. Yeah. These, they taste like bloody stool. <laughs> Can you imagine if Batman and Superman were trash talking each other? <laughs> Who had the worst cereal. And Batman's like, what's up, caramel? And Superman's like, how's it going, chocolate covered strawberry? <laughs> He's like, you know what? Your cereal tastes like shit. <laughs> He's like, your cereal's not even good. It's barely crunchy. And it's he goes, not- at least it doesn't taste like ass. <laughs> it's not even red and yellow. Why didn't they make it red and yellow? Anyway. So, yeah, it's not good. Wait, one of these is expired. One of these expired well, in November. The better one. The yeah, Superman the Superman one, one expired in November. Maybe we should eat the Batman one three months after it expires yeah. and see how it tastes. Maybe. Uh, one thing I have to give kudos to the Batman cereal. The pieces are shaped so excellent. Like, Disagree. Okay. There's a lot of cereal pieces that look nothing like anything. When I put these in milk, look at that. That is the Batman. That's the Batman shape. It's okay. Oh, it's not good. There are some facts on the... See, the other one has questions. The Batman one has facts on the back. I think that says a lot about the heroes. Not very good facts on here. Like, for example, it's like listing like one Batman fact, one Superman fact to illustrate their differences. Mm-hmm. Batman knows how to get the truth out of any villain. Superman strives to always uphold the values of truth and justice. Okay. Yeah. Does that mean that Batman is in favor of waterboarding? <laughs> this is this was a, a this cereal was a huge fucking flop, just like this movie. Yeah, not good. I wonder if uh, the two people who created these cereals, if their mothers have the same name. Why do you think there was two people who created these? <laughs> okay, so it's one guy, and his mother has the same name. <laughs> yeah. He was raised by a lesbian couple both named Martha. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's all I have to say this week. We're at an hour and a half, so... This cereal is so terrible, but 
I poured it out in my hand, so I feel like... Why I, are I you eating it? it? It's so gross. Because I poured it out. I don't want to put it back in. That's rude. And I don't want to throw it in the trash because that's wasteful. No one's going to touch and this. And it might have chocolate on it, so I don't want to give it to Arfie. Anyway, uh, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, today is your last day to enter the contest to win the Pogo. Plus, we already told you what the password is just a few minutes it's ago. It's Just send us a message on Facebook. Don't make it a comment. Just send us a message. Hey, and you know what? Like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Yeah. Tweet at us. Give me some Twitter motivation. I, I like to write funny stuff on Twitter. Yeah. Lately, it's all been about Trump. Yeah. Making people unfollow you. Anyway, you good to go? I mean, for now. Bye. We're going to record another one right after this, right? Yeah. Okay. No, we're not. Bye. All right. I hope it's not poop anyway. I don't know for sure. Could be poop, you know. Could be poop.